Hello, welcome to Supernatural Stories, the show where you'll hear real stories of the supernatural from people all across Canada. I'm your host, Cal Goodbaum, broadcasting from Rocking Chair Studio in Toronto. Hope you enjoy the show. Are supernatural experiences just delusions? Aren't they like the woman who sees Jesus in her grilled cheese sandwich? Wishful thinking? The scientific worldview is full of amazing, endless curiosities and untold secrets, and it is my own fascination as well, science, what I'm grounded in. But by science's own admissions, the universe is a vast, mysterious, hard-to-explain place. At present, in science, there's no room for the soul or for the kind of phenomena you'll hear about in this episode. We'll be exploring the topic of death and dying, stories of loved ones passing away and spectacular things happening. Death comes to all of us after all, and there's little comfort from science on the matter. So if you are a diehard skeptic of the paranormal, listen and challenge yourself. Many of the people in this show are skeptics too, For instance, I spoke to Tori from Thunder Bay, who considers herself to be a skeptic. Has this given you a hope that there's an afterlife or reincarnation or anything after death? Um, not really. I'm going to let Tori tell her story about a dream she shared with her wife and her father on a fateful night. And Steve met about 1988-89 and they were both into rallying cars and they found each other because they had family but they weren't with their family and um, so they, they found each other they were very like kindred spirits like they just looked out for each other and so then when when I met him you know it was like the three of us got along really well and uh, he was more like an uncle for us we were just very close we were like a little click you know like the the group of outcasts <laughs> and so um he was living in a in a building kind of young in eglinton area we moved to a house for about a year and then we moved back closer to him and um you know he he wasn't the most healthy man uh so in 2010 um he came to a wedding and everything and then we went to our honeymoon in Paris, and we spent a month in, in Paris, which was awesome. We found out that he had had a heart attack, but the weird thing was, I had a dream that he came to me and said that, I'm leaving now, don't worry, you know, I have to leave. And I was like, please don't leave, you know, I don't want you to leave. And. <laughs> I guess I'm crying. <laughs> and my parents had found out because the super was our friend and the super called them to tell them to tell us that he had passed away and he had had a heart attack. It wasn't a fatal heart attack, but then he was in the hospital and he had a bigger heart attack and he passed away. So after the initial shock, 
you know, we kind of like all went like, hey, you know, I had a dream about him, you know, the night before. My wife Allison was like, you know, now I had a dream too. My dream was that I was at a party and he he was at the party and it was time to go. And she was like, just a minute, I'm going to go get my jacket. And he's like, no, no, I have to go. I have to go. You can't follow me. And the last part of her dream was that she saw the car driving away. And then my dad, um, you know, relayed to us, too, that he also had a dream that that Steve had come and told him that he was leaving and, you know, to look after the girls. He was like the unofficial uncle and we made kind of a weird family (laughs) of the three of us. And it just so happened that we all had this dream on the same night, the night that he passed away. I, I don't usually believe in supernatural, you know, occurrences, but three of us experiencing the same dream And it was a very powerful dream. Like, I remember waking up the next morning and it just being, you know, at the top of my mind. For this next story, I'm going to share a family story. Right now, my brother is off traveling around the world. I actually, at this point, have no idea where he is. Mom, where's Josh? Josh is in Chiang Mai. And do you remember where he was when this story happened? He was in South America 10 years ago. I had planned with my husband to go and meet my son, Josh, and his partner, Jenna. We were planning on going to Machu Picchu April the 2nd at 5.17 in the evening to join them. A few days before the trip was planned, my mother-in-law ended up in hospital, slipping into a coma. So we let our kids know that the trip would have to be cancelled and we kept in touch with them off and on in the next few days. And now it was the actual day that we were supposed to be leaving for South America. My mother-in-law seemed to be fading. I had it in my head, I got this idea, that my mother-in-law wasn't going to die until 5.17 which was the time that our airplane was supposed to take off. She was so invested in us going on the trip. My sister-in-law looked at me like I was crazy and said, you're a witch. And sure enough, at exactly 5.17, my mother-in-law passed away. So here's the part that makes it a little bit unusual. Our son and his wife had decided they wanted to return for the funeral. And so they decided to go to the airport in Buenos Aires. And when they got to the airport, they looked up at the screen just to see if their flight was on time. And at that exact moment, and it was 5.17, the whole screen with the flights went blank. And instead, there was one owl showing on the screen. When I spoke to them, I asked them, did anything unusual happen on your flight or before your flight? And they said, well, wait a second, how do do you know? And I said, well, I'm just asking because this whole death of my mother-in-law was so strange. And they said, well, yes, 
at 517, there was an owl that appeared. So my mother-in-law loved owls, like had a huge passion for owls. She had a massive collection, hundreds and hundreds of owls, whether they were done um, by needlepoint or they were collected from her son who traveled all over the world and brought her back ones. We got her owl earrings for her birthdays. She had owl necklaces. She. I'll cut you off. Right above your head is a uh, owl that I bought in the museum in Japan and, and gave to her, and now I keep it. To remind you of her, yes. Mm-hmm. She kind of looked like an owl. <laughs> I never asked her why she had such a passion for owls, but I I think it's just something she always connected to. And because of that, now we all in our extended family connect to the owl as well. Thanks for listening to this first episode of Supernatural Stories. Like the first two stories, this next one happened on vacation, this time to South America. How many of you have had to delete the photos from your phone to make room for more, only to see a picture you don't remember taking? What if that photo was one you couldn't have taken, and it was almost like you had seen a ghost? Over the phone, I spoke to Jillian from Toronto. My mom's sister passed away in 1989, so prior to when I was born. And, you know, it was really hard because she was only 24 when she passed away, um, so quite young. And some of my aunts had said, you know, oh, there's like a lot of aspects of her that they see in me and whatnot. But she was always like this fictional character in my mind. And I obviously had never met her. Anyway, so when I had graduated from university, I was really uh, ambitious and excited to embark on a, uh, a solo backpacking trip. And I was really, really nervous. You know, I had never traveled alone, let alone to, you know, countries that, you know, I wasn't completely fluent in the language. And I had an old iPhone and I had to, like, constantly be deleting photos to make sure I had enough storage and I was going through my photos in Guatemala and in the middle of like you know a photo of the ocean and a photo of something else was this photo of my aunt's passport and it was just her face and the word like passport below it and I had no idea where it came from or how it ended up on my phone it was never there before I had never seen her passport and I had you know I had felt really, really creeped out, to be honest, and I went through, like, all of my WhatsApp messages, like, did someone send me this, and it saved, I, like, I couldn't find out where this photo came from, um, and I tried to casually ask my mom about her passport without, you know, trying to freak my mom out, because it's quite a sensitive topic for her, you know, I brought it up, like, oh, what happened to her passport, like, she's like, I don't know, I, nobody has it, I, we don't know. When I looked at it and when I kind of, you know, let the idea marinate of this photo appearing on my phone, I felt, you know, as if 
I had almost like a guardian angel or, you know, a presence protecting me and being there right beside me. So your aunt was a lot like you, you said. Did she ever travel like you did? Yeah, actually. So she didn't travel to Latin America, but she was, you know, quite a free spirit. Um, You know, my mom uh, told me a story once where she, like, quit her job on a Thursday and bought a one-way ticket to Germany um, for, you know, a month and, you know, didn't have any money, didn't have any plans and just kind of made it happen. I almost feel like she was going for for a free trip with you. She was tagging along for... uh get to see some destinations that she never got to see when she was here? You know, I really like the idea of whether or not this was ever explained, but I like the idea and the comfort of feeling that perhaps there's a way for those who have passed on to, you know, continue communicating. Um, I'm definitely open to that. This next story also involves a spooky cell phone and a lost loved one. About a bit over a year ago, in August 2016, my boyfriend passed away by suicide. A few months later, like in January like 2017, like probably around a year ago, I was just sitting in my apartment, like where we lived together, just like looking at my phone. And then... All of a sudden, it turned turned off. off. And then I turned it back on. And then the date on the screen had changed to his birthday. Birthday. Which was not in January. It was in, like, October. So I was like, whoa, that's really weird. And then I, like, turned it off to see, like, it was just glitching or whatever. And I turned it back on. It was back to normal. normal. Were you thinking about him at all before it happened? Yeah, because at that point I was like thinking about him a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really weird. Because nothing like that has ever really happened to me. Like nothing paranormal. But mm-hmm. I wasn't like not open to the idea. So when it happened, I was like, what? <laughs> so I'm sure it shocked you. But did you end up feeling any kind of sense of comfort from that after? Yeah, a little. Because, yeah, it's like it's probably still around. I don't know how much power the dead have over, like, this reality, but that's sort of, like, gave me comfort that, like, they do have a bit of power over this reality and can send you that sort of sign. It seems to be, like, electronics are are one of the easier mediums for the dead to reach people. So some people, it's through tape. You know, they record tape and they find messages. You said that you had had premonition dreams. Yeah, in the month... For like the whole month of before he died, I would have like this recurring dream of looking out the window and there was like a really intense storm like happening. And it was like, I knew in the dream that it was daytime, yet everything was like really dark and there was this crazy storm going on. And I had this like a few times in the month before he died. I was just kind of like, whoa, like this is weird. So I like wrote it down, but then I didn't like think about what the dream meant until I went back to like my diary and saw Mm -hmm. the dream and I was like whoa like that's I had like premonition and the dreams the dreams stopped then when he died yeah yeah that story was from Elizabeth from Toronto 
You may have been wondering where these stories have come from. Well, most of this first episode was submitted to me over Facebook. People were gracious enough to share their time and their stories for us to enjoy. If you would like to share a story on a future episode of Supernatural Stories, you can send a message or make a post at facebook.com supernaturalpodcast. And if you're enjoying the show and want to support making more episodes, you can go to patreon.com supernaturalstories, where you can submit micropayments of even a buck or two per month, that's not even a cup of coffee, to fund the show. Now this next story is my personal favorite, and I'm very grateful to Mariana, who was able to come to the studio to record it, as well as her mother Anna, who we reached over the phone. They shared several family stories, each one truly supernatural, and I really have to thank them for helping to make this first episode really incredible. Here are their stories. Well, we did palliative care at home for my dad. Um, his choice was to die at home and not in a hospital, right? So we all took turns. My mom, mom and dad had five children, so we all took turns um, staying with my mom and dad overnight. So we would help my mom. During the day, we would have like nurses come in and out, but at nighttime, it was uh, one, of the, one of the five of us. And one day my mom said, you know, I went to bed and I, um, I went up to go to the bathroom and I noticed your dad's light was on. I, I couldn't understand because I remember, I totally remember turning off that light. But when I went in there, he was a glow. It was just him glowing. Like there was something above him and, and it whooshed down and just covered all of him like someone was protecting him. But then she told the, like all of her kids that and my sister said no way you're crazy dad's an atheist no one that's that's craziness and then it was my sister's turn and she got up because my mom left the light on in my dad's room and she walked in the room and there was no light on but his bed and he was a glow so it was like someone was protecting him and like my sister's an atheist so the next day she apologized to my mom and said i woke up and dad's room was a glow and it was like all surrounding him i'm really sorry but i think you're right i'm sorry i yelled at you first of all and called you crazy two days before he passed he asked me if i put up my christmas tree and i said no i'm not in the christmas tree spirit um i'm not putting one up this year because he was dying and he made me promise to go buy a christmas tree for my children they deserve it i'm they're young they need a tree go and buy one promise me So I said, okay, dad, I'll get one for them because I promised him, right? So uh, Duffin Mall, TD Bank, I think it was. And I felt this swoosh go through me as I was putting my my, uh, debit card information in to get out my money to buy a Christmas tree. Like, I I don't know what it was. It was just very, very strange. And I went home. I went and bought my Christmas tree, went to daycare, picked up my kids, went home and I didn't even take my boots off and I got the message that my dad passed and we all had to get to the house, right? So we all went out there and my sister was there when, the same sister (laughs) was there when um, he passed and I said, what time did he pass at? And she said, 5.05. And that was the time I was taking out my money. So I know it was him saying goodbye. I'm sure of it. I'm sure he was just saying goodbye. I'm going to cry. Sorry. Yeah, and even now, I know I know they're there. Like, I truly believe in spirits, um, good and bad. But I'm, I truly think my parents are still with me. You think they're protecting yeah. you now? Yeah, my mom too. Yeah, my mom's gone. 
um, a couple of years ago and like my TV goes on and off all the time, right? Now I go out and I turn off the TV and I say, Ma, stop, stop dicking around. <laughs> and my my kids were fighting once, truly going at it, Marianne, I'm sure you remember. And I have a tap where the water, you touch it and the water goes on and off, like with just a tap. I don't have to turn on the taps. Mm-hmm. And that was going on and off. And oh, wow. I was saying, you're pissing off your grandmother, stop it. <laughs> and as soon as they stopped, that stopped. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they're they're still with me. Just here in spirit. Yeah. Okay, then. Okay. Uh, nice talking to you, I guess. Nice talking to you. Take care. Okay. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. So if that wasn't incredible enough, this family has more stories to share. Mariana is going to share a story from her father's side of the family about her nana. So this goes back to my father's side, my nana. My nana is super religious. She tries to get me to go to church. When I was 13, I actually came out to her being an atheist, and she got really upset with me and started crying, went upstairs and prayed for me. This is my nana. My nana would never lie. She's a cute little old Italian lady, okay? (laughs) Um, One day, she woke up in the middle of the night to someone calling her name. Anna, Anna. Sveglia, which means, you know, wake up. So she woke up, and she saw my nana... Um, sitting at the foot of her bed. He said, um, the, you gotta wake up because all the taps in the house are on, the water's running, and you need to turn them off. And she was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she got dressed, put a little robe on, went down the hallway, and sure enough, all the taps upstairs were on. Probably almost overflowing, too. Yeah, actually, yeah. to the point where, yeah, she had to turn them off. She went downstairs in the main level, kitchen, taps were on. Full blast. Turn them off, went downstairs to the basement, taps are on, full blast. Turn them off, went back upstairs, went back to sleep. And now, let's be honest, this is your Nana. She's an older lady. Yeah. There's no way, I mean, not even that she would play a prank on you, but let's say she was sleepwalking, because I sleepwalking. Yeah, okay. There's no way she could have run up and down the stairs, turning the taps on and getting them all to be on at the same time. That's literally impossible. Me and my sister actually had strange encounters in that house while we were living there. Oh, really? Yeah, I was 14. We lived there until from the time I was 13 to the time I was 17. So in time, my entire like high school years, basically, I lived there. And we would, my sister told me that she heard people walking up and down the stairs. And our room is right next to the stairs. And they're really loud-ass stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Could have been, like, I mean... You always want to be, I guess, devil's advocate and say, well, you know, it could have been just the house expanding at night because that's what it does and whatever. Mm-hmm. They're loud stairs, so anything could turn them loose. But like she said that even one day she woke up and um, there's the closet facing our bed and the closet opened and then it closed and she froze and we slept in the same bed and she froze. She said, she tried to wake me up, but I wouldn't wake up. And there's another time where the whole bed was vibrating. No. Oh, that's yeah. like something from a horror film. You know, what <laughs> I'm learning when I ask people is that haunted houses are a lot more common than I ever thought. Yeah. There's hundreds of them, like just in Toronto. Yeah. And 
I, I've never experienced it, but I've talked to so many people now at this point who have, I'm going to do the next episode is going to be on haunted houses that I'm definitely a believer in the whole haunted house phenomenon. And I really, I've been thinking about what could it possibly be? Like, why is it that certain, certain spirits or whatever decide to just kind of go in there and stay there, yeah. you know? And what would possess them to do that? What would possess mm. my nono to, to wake up? Maybe it's someone else who lived at the house before. That's the other thing. Like who? That that's that that's the question. Is um manifest. Itself. Yeah. What, what? Why were the taps on? Was it because he wanted to get her attention, or was it another spirit who he lived in the house who it. was playing a prank? Yeah. You okay. Know? I hope you've gotten as much out of all of these stories as I have. As you heard in the last one, the next episode will be on haunted houses. I'll be going on a haunted house tour and talking to many people who have experienced genuine hauntings. Until then, this next story will be the last one for now. Alex was able to make it to the studio in Toronto to record it. So this was two years ago. I was in school at the time. I came home for a study week and my grandmother had another stroke. It was her fourth stroke, so we knew this was gonna be closer to the end. During my study week, I was in the hospital day in, day out with her the entire time, reading to her, sharing stories with her, singing to her, everything that I know to do with her. I eventually went back home to sleep at some point. So I wake up suddenly around 6.50. I feel a sudden intense melancholy sadness and I knew she wasn't with us anymore. What happened next was really weird because I was kind of half awake, half asleep. I suddenly sort of felt her energy around me as if she was hugging me goodbye. So then I end up sort of falling in and out of sleep and in my sleep I hear her I hear her voice she said I love you so much I'm so proud of you trying to go to school working so hard as you do she also recognized me as my name that I go by Alex as well she said also say goodbye to the family for me as well around 7:30 in the morning, I got the call from Faye saying that she wasn't with us anymore. And the time in which she left us was uh, 6.47 a.m., which is the creepy part, because I knew at like 6.50 that she wasn't with us anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the one, one story. <laughs> As Alex just mentioned... That was only one of her stories, and she'll be back in the next episode with a story that starts with a visit to a haunted house. Thank you for listening to Supernatural Stories. 
I'm your host, Cal Goodbaum. These have all been real stories from real people across Canada. The music used in the show was by Eric Thorfinson with his song Invention, as well as Songo 21 with their song Wero Par Alegua, and Lemon Bucket Orchestra from their latest album If I Had the Strength. The songs were The Game and Goodbye. The rest were original tracks made for the show. If you want to contribute anything towards the production of the show, a buck or two, you can go to patreon.com slash supernatural stories. And if you have a story of your own to submit, visit supernaturalstories.ca or facebook.com slash supernatural podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Till next time.